Well, good morning once again, and welcome once again to the Mission Viejo Church of Christ. How are we doing this morning? Wow, that didn't sound really great. Let's try that one more time to make sure that everybody's awake. How are we doing this morning? All right, that's more like it, more like it. Before we get into the sermon today, I want to take just a moment to echo uh, some of the thoughts that Jason uh, shared about the preschool and all the amazing people over there. I have the opportunity uh, to be up here five or six days a week, and I get to interact with those folks on almost a daily basis. And as a parent whose, whose child goes to that school, I just want to echo what Jason said about the importance of our preschool, the importance of our board members and of the staff over there and the teachers and Susie and Jeanette. Um, they do a fantastic job over there, and I am never cease to be amazed at the things that Lucas has learned during his time over there, things that I would never think that a three and now four-year-old would know. He comes home knowing those things. So it's not just a daycare. It truly is a Christian preschool, and they're raising these kids up to know and to love Jesus Christ. So thank you again, uh, MCS, for all that you do for our kids and our church. We really appreciate that. Also, I uh, want to remind everybody about our Summer in the Psalms tonight. Um, if you haven't had a chance to be there for our Summer in the Psalms, it has been a really good great time of just coming together, uh, sing some great songs together, have a short devotional, and tonight we're even going to bribe you uh, with Costco pizza. So if that idea of not cooking tonight is something, moms and dads, that appeals to you, what a great opportunity for you to come and join us in the courtyard for a short service and really just a time that we have to spend some time with one another, to get to know one another, and to really work on relationships and being the family of God. Amen? All right, so let's get started with today's lesson. And as most of you know by now, we have been working our way through the one another's in the Bible. And the reason that we're working our way through the one another's in the Bible is now that we're, we're coming out of the pandemic and we're really starting to get back together and almost every single week, you know, we see more and more folks coming to church. It's a great opportunity for us to stop and take a look at now that we're coming back together, how should we be functioning as a family? How should we be treating one another? How should we be interacting with one another so that as we come back from this, not only have we learned a few things, but we can actually come back better and stronger than we were before. And that's really what it's all about. And as you've probably figured out by now, the one another is what they really come down to is love. It's all about love. And you probably heard Ken mention that during his scripture reading this morning, that we're going to be focused on today, we're going to focus on this idea of not judging one another, and that the reason, of course, that we don't do that is so that we don't cause our brother or sister to stumble, and so that we're always showing love. And that's really what it's all about. So, what do we think about when we think of judges? And some of you will get this slide, and some of you will not get this slide. The first picture on your left is Judge Judy, and she's kind of the, the big uh, TV judge uh, that's on TV these days. I'll be honest, I've never actually watched the show. Um, for those of you who are my age or older, we remember Judge Wapner, right, from the People's Court. Um, <laughs> so that's who I think of when I think of a TV judge. The gentleman in the middle, of course, is Aaron Judge. For those of you sports fans out there, you will recognize that picture. He is one of the uh, up-and-coming or current superstars of the game of baseball. And then the one on the right is the judges from America's Got Talent, uh, which, of course, is the popular variety show, the Simon Cowell's new show. So. I just want to get you thinking about what do we as a church, what do we as a family, and what do we as a society think of when we think of a judge? 
And very well, it may be one of, these, one of these types of situations, or maybe you're a lawyer, or maybe you work in the court system, so maybe you think of more of a realistic judge than the ones that I've placed on the screen for you. But regardless, I want us to focus this morning on what it means to be a judge and what it means to be judged. Now, as Christians, we know that we don't answer to any of the people on this screen, of course. That's not the people who are going to judge us one day. But that's what we're going to talk about today, is that we don't want to judge others lest we be judged. So the big idea for today is that we're going to be judged in the same way that we judge others. Now, that's a pretty powerful, pretty heavy statement when you think about the ramifications of this. Because who's going to judge us? God's going to judge us one day. And we know that one day we're going to stand before him and we're going to give an account for our lives. And, and we've, we've watered down the gospel so much that we don't, we don't talk about heaven and hell very much anymore because we don't want to offend people and we don't want to scare people. But at the end of the day, it's real. And at the end of the day, one day, we are going to stand or kneel with trembling knees in front of the creator of the universe who's going to judge the life that we've lived. And we have to remember that the way we treat each other is going to go a long way towards the way he's going to treat us. And that's what we're going to look at today. So we're going to pick up in Romans chapter 14. So if you would, open up your Bibles. Again, I'd love for you to read along with me, your Bible, your Bible app, your phone, your tablet, your laptop. But we're going to start reading in Romans chapter 14. And for those of you who are familiar with this space in the Bible, this place in the Bible, they're talking a lot about food laws. Because this is where we're starting to see the blending of the Jews and the Gentiles. And the Jewish people felt like that these Gentiles needed to convert to Judaism, and they needed to follow all of the laws of Judaism if they wanted to be part of God's chosen people, if they wanted to be saved one day. So, so Paul is kind of straightening things out a little bit here and saying, no, 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 that's not exactly how this works. And we're not going to get into all of that right now because that's a whole other lesson for another day. But Paul is basically trying to straighten them out and say, hey, let's stop fighting about these kinds of things. Stop judging each other for the foods that you're eating, and let's focus on love. Let's focus on being a family, and let's focus on Jesus Christ. So pick up with me in verse 10. It says, you then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For we all stand before God's judgment seat. So here Paul's asking the question, right? He's saying, why, why are you doing that? What are you doing? Do you guys ever say that to your kids? What are you doing? That's kind of what Paul's doing here. He's saying, hey, what are you doing? Why are you judging each other? We're all in this together. We're all one family. We're all trying to be Christ followers, and you're judging one another. So he's saying, what are you doing? It's that kind of rhetorical question, right? In verse 11, it says, it is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will acknowledge God. So he's reminding them, look, this isn't about us. This isn't about your quarrels and what you think is right or wrong. This is about the one true Lord. Pick up in verse 12, it says, then, So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. It's a short verse, but man, it's got a lot of impact. Because as I mentioned earlier, Paul is reminding us, Every knee will bow, and one day you and I will give an account to God for the things that we've done. 
that's kind of a sobering fact, isn't it? Think about the life that you live. Think about the things that you do. One day you're going to have to explain that to God. You know, someday, sometimes we get worried, right, when we have a job, when our boss calls, and we go, uh-oh, what did I do? And the boss says, hey, I need to see you, I need to talk to you. And your heart starts to get, you know, your heart starts to, to run a little bit faster, right? And you start to think, like, oh, what have I done? What, what have I messed up? What does he want to talk to me about? Think about having to do that with the all-knowing, all-powerful God. I guarantee you our heart's going to beat a little bit faster and our knees are going to be trembling when we get to that day. So 13, and this is what I love. He starts off this, this passage that we're looking at by saying, hey, what are you guys doing? And here's the answer. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. So he says, hey, knock it off. What are you doing? Stop. Stop doing that. It says, instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. See, when we judge other people, when we pass judgment on other people, we're placing a stumbling block. And you say, well, I don't judge people. Let's just be honest. We all judge people. We live in Orange County. We get judged by the cars that we drive, the shoes that we wear, the job that we have, the neighborhood that we live in. We all judge. I judge people. I'm not going to lie. I see people driving like idiots on the freeways. I'm like, what are you doing? What is wrong with this person? But, but see, we, we judge each other, and we got to stop judging each other. What would happen if this morning somebody walked through the back door and they had a big, tall mohawk, you know, about two feet high, spray-painted purple, you know, earrings and nose rings and lip rings and chin rings. Would we judge that person? Would we judge that person differently than if somebody walked through the back door, clean cut, certain tie? We would love to sit here and say, of course we would. But is that reality? Or would we be judging that person? Because see, when we judge that person because of the way that they look, or because of the way that they talk, or because of the way that they act, then we're putting a stumbling block between them and Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what Paul's talking about. Don't be the stumbling block. We just talked about the fact that one day we're going to have to give an account to God. And I don't know about you, but I, I hope that I don't have to answer questions about becoming a stumbling block to someone else. That not only was I not leading people to Christ, but I was preventing people from getting to Christ. And see, when we judge people, when we don't accept people, when we don't love people, we're creating a stumbling block. Now, I'm not saying we accept everything that they do. I'm not saying that we accept their actions. But when we truly accept people and love people, then we're not creating a stumbling block. Because how in the world can we teach people? How in the world can we share the gospel with people if we're not open to people, if we don't welcome them with open arms? See, once we've done that, that's the first step. And then we can share the story of Jesus Christ. Let's go ahead with verse 14. It says, I'm convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person it is unclean. 
a lot of things come to mind when I hear this verse. Because there's a lot of quote-unquote gray areas, if you want to call it that. Let's take drinking, for example. I know a lot of Christians that say, you cannot have one drop of alcohol because the Bible says so. And I know other Christians that say, you can have a glass of wine. The Bible says you should not be drunk. So which is it? Is it, I can't have a drop, or I can drink and do it responsibly and not be drunk? And what happens when that person who says, you cannot have one drop, encounters that person that says, a glass of wine's okay? See, that's, that's kind of our modern of this uncleanness that they're talking about. If I believe you shouldn't have a drop of alcohol and you drink, then I'm judging you by saying, oh, you really shouldn't be doing that because that's a sin. We're taking it upon ourselves to play judge and jury. And I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. That's up to you guys to decide. But what I'm saying is, I can't judge you because you believe differently than I believe. Now, I'm not talking about the black and white things in the Bible that tell us not to do. But I'm talking about if you practice your faith, if you're on your Christian walk a little bit differently than I am, it's not my place to judge you for the way that you're doing it. God will do that one day. It's not my place to do that. I don't have to do that. I don't even have to worry about that. God's got it taken care of. Let's look at verse 15. It says, if your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating destroy someone for whom Christ died. Paul's remembering us, reminding us, sorry, not remembering us. He's reminding us that Christ died for everyone. Christ died for everyone so that everyone could be saved. And he's talking again about this idea of not being a stumbling block. And what he's specifically talking about is this idea of eating, right? Because the Jews thought certain foods were unclean, and they felt like that the Gentiles shouldn't eat those. And what he's saying is, look, if your brother or sister thinks it's unclean, and you do it in front of them, then you're causing a problem. You're becoming that stumbling block. You don't want to lead them into a situation where they're doing something that goes against their faith. Verse 16 says, Therefore, do not let what you know is good be spoken of as evil. Now, this is funny because this verse almost sounds like we've flip-flopped here, right? It almost sounds like we've changed our tune, but no. What Paul is saying is, that's not to say you shouldn't be strong in your convictions. You should still be strong in your convictions, but you shouldn't judge others for their convictions or their beliefs. Again, it's not our place to judge. Verse 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So Paul's kind of bringing it home here, right? He says, look, it really doesn't matter what you eat or what you don't eat, as long as it doesn't affect other people, because the kingdom of God isn't about eating and drinking. The kingdom is about living in the Spirit. And that's something we've been talking about over the last several weeks, is how do we walk in the Spirit? How do we live in the Spirit? And Paul's reminding them, look, stop fighting over food. Stop judging each other over food. Stop being a stumbling block over food. Let's just live together in the Spirit in peace and enjoy. Because at the end of the day, isn't that what we all want? Right? We want to live together in peace, and we want to have joy. The joy that comes from knowing that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, and that He's already paid the price for us. 
See, that's that idea of peace and joy that we're all striving for. And when we don't provoke, as we talked about last week, right? And when we don't judge, then we have a better chance of finding that peace and that joy that we want and that we deserve. 18 says, because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. See, he's saying when you live in the Spirit, when you don't judge others, you're not only pleasing to Christ, but you're pleasing to others because you're not being a troublemaker. You're not being a judger. You're not being someone that's causing issues between other people. And he's reminding us about that. It says, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Again, there's that peace word. We have this amazing peace through Jesus Christ. We don't want to do anything that prevents us from living in that peace. And this idea of edification, of building one another up. It says, do not destroy the work of God. There's that word again, destroy. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean. But it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. Again, that stumbling block. If it causes your brother or sister to stumble, don't do it in front of them. Don't throw it in their face. It says it is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother or sister to fall. It says, so whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. See, there's that don't judge. Keep it between you and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. It says, but whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat, because their eating is not from faith, and everything that does not come from faith is sin. So what is he getting at here? What he's saying is, if you think it's a sin to eat that food, and you eat it anyway, now you're not living in faith, you're living in sin. See, he just told us a few verses back that we've got to be strong in our convictions. So if you say that you're against it, if you tell people that it's a sin and you do it anyway, then you're sinning. And that's exactly how he kind of wraps this up about having doubts. If you have doubts, if you think it might be a sin and you do it anyway, then it's a sin. And that's exactly what he's talking about. And again, it's in a little bit different context, but that's what he's talking about. So what happens when we don't judge one another? How could things be different? Well, it goes back to what we just talked about. Peace, joy, love, edification, building each other up, being a closer, stronger family when we don't judge. Let God worry about the judging. He's good at it. He's been doing it for thousands of years, and he'll be doing it for eternity. Let God worry about that. Let's not worry about the judging part. Let's just love one another. Just love one another. Let God do the judging. See how it takes that off your plate? Takes that burden off your shoulders? Because you don't have to do it. Isn't it awesome when somebody says, hey, you don't got to do this anymore? We don't have to judge. It's not our place to judge. Now, again, don't misread that to mean that we have to accept everything or support everything. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is we need to not judge and just love. Just love each other. Just be a family. We can have that peace. We can have that joy. We can have that understanding. See, we need to be a judgment-free 
zone. And some of you will recognize this. This comes from Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness's catchphrase in their commercials and everything else is that they're a judgment-free zone. Basically saying, you can come into our gym and we don't care what you look like and we don't care what you come from and we don't care how in or out of shape you are, we're going to welcome you in. They're a judgment-free zone. It's not a bad sales pitch, not a bad marketing idea. Sounds great, right? Especially if you're out of shape and you're afraid to go to a gym and they say, hey, we don't care if you're out of shape, come on in, we want you here. If a gym can do that, why can't we? Shouldn't that be our motto? Shouldn't that be our slogan? Hey, we are a judgment-free zone. We're not here to judge you. We want to welcome you with open arms. Because once we've welcomed you with open arms, then we can share Jesus with you. But if we're too busy judging and saying, ah, oh, that person shouldn't be here, or, oh, that person looks different than me, or that person worships different than me, or that person raises their hand while we're singing. Let's focus on welcoming everybody with love, because then once we love them, we can share Jesus. See, Jesus loved everyone. He loved the sinners. He loved the prostitutes. He loved the tax collectors. He loved everyone. And if we're going to truly follow the example of Christ, then we've got to love everyone. Because once we've shown them love, once we've made them feel welcome, once we've made them feel part of the family, then we can share Jesus with them. And that's what it's all about. So, how do we do that? We eliminate the stumbling blocks. We stand up for our convictions. We practice what we preach, just like Paul said, if you think it's a sin, don't be doing it, because then if you're telling people it's a sin and you're doing it, it's not a good look. Don't judge others. And at the end of the day, Love others. It's not our job to judge. We don't have to. We don't need to. And Paul makes it very clear that we should not judge others. Just love them. Love them, share Jesus with them, and let God figure out the rest. I want to share one last verse with you. Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. I think this kind of sums it all up, what we've been saying all morning. It says, do not judge, or you too will be judged. That's what it's all about. One day we're going to stand in judgment. Let's not judge others. Let's let God worry about that. Maybe you're with us this morning and you've never had a chance to give your life to Christ. We've, we've talked about it over and over this morning that one day we're going to stand in front of God. We're going to give an account for our lives. Maybe you've never had that chance to be baptized for the remission of your sins and to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You have an opportunity to do that this morning so that you can stand in front of God with confidence in your faith and confidence in your salvation. Or maybe you've been a Christian for a long time, but you've got caught up in this pattern of, of judging others or you've fallen away from your relationship with Jesus Christ. We would love to talk with you. We would love to pray with you. We would love to help you in any way that we can this morning so that when you walk out that door this morning, you have a confidence and a conviction in your salvation with Jesus Christ. We're going to ask you to stand together as Brandon comes forward and sings another song. If we can help you in any way, please come forward during the song. Oh, come and